Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And I'm here in beautiful Baños, Ecuador. And for those of you listening, you got to watch the video version because I'll give you a quick video tour. Uh, we're right in the midst of the mountains, uh, really, really beautiful scenery. And I'm sitting on the patio here interviewing our guest. And our guest today is a fellow Vancouverite from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And uh, I had the opportunity of meeting our guest today actually on a sponsored press trip. We were both uh, flying in a helicopter from Vancouver to Whistler, and we were able to connect and stay connected through the power of social media. And here we are today doing a podcast interview all about Gazelle. So Gazelle's actually originally uh, from Iran, from Persia. Uh, she immigrated to Canada, and now she's based there. She does, uh, she's a stylist, a visual artist, and more. Uh, so we're going to be finding out all about Gazelle, about her travels, and about her business. So Gazelle, uh, welcome to the show. It's really good to connect back in Vancouver and now to reconnect here through the power of technology. Why don't you first uh, do a quick intro, uh, maybe share a little bit about your background and yourself. Sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, secondly, so my name is Gazelle. I uh, currently live in the North Shore in Vancouver, uh, in North Vancouver. I uh, was born in Dubai, raised in Burnaby, and all my work is done in downtown Vancouver and around the world. Uh, job titles, I have many, many hats that I wear. Um, for the most part, I am a fashion stylist, a visual artist as a painter, and I also run a company called Capital G Creatives, where it is a production and events agency. So my role mainly is as a producer, creative director, and sometimes everything else in between <laughs> um, and yeah and my work has you know taken me all around the world from Toronto LA New York San Francisco to London Paris Italy so it's uh, it's been a crazy ride so far and we're definitely going to do a deeper dive into uncovering that crazy ride that you've been on. Uh, so you're actually uh, Iranian, uh, Persian, but born in Dubai. How did that happen, firstly? Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because uh, Dubai, Dubai is, by the way, one of the most amazing cities in the world. Uh, definitely a melting pot of different cultures, and yeah. definitely uh, the future, amazing city. So tell us about how did that happen when you're Iranian, but born in Dubai? So my parents were, are both from Iran. Uh, my dad had a couple of businesses in Dubai. So when my parents got married, they moved to Dubai uh, so my dad could keep focusing on his businesses. Um, then I was born, my brother was born, and my dad's business uh, saw him coming to Canada around 2000. And so now here we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you definitely hopped around the world, and uh, you're you're based in Burnaby, uh, which is a suburb. Uh, sorry, North Shore. You're based in North Shore, which is a suburb uh, which I actually grew up in. I went to uh, Windsor Secondary School in North Van, uh, and then I actually commuted all the way from North Van to University of British Columbia when I was uh, in university. So amazing suburb, uh, very beautiful, similar to this. Uh, you know, the, the environment here actually reminds me of uh, the North Shore. If you see the mountains, yeah, very similar to the North beautiful. Shore. I have a similar view, but right now you can't see it because it's covered in uh, fire smoke. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Fortunately, uh, you know, it's in the midst of the fire, uh, yeah. fire, uh, fire, fires over there in British Columbia. So definitely, our prayers are with the people there. They fighting the fires. Absolutely. Uh, so curious about you, um, because also, you mentioned your work allowed you to travel around the world. Uh, tell us more. I mentioned a lot of different cities in uh, Europe and beyond. So what kind of work do you need to do to get uh, to all the cities and uh, countries? 
Well, in terms of um, my fashion work as a stylist, I, I travel to the fashion capitals, which are New York, London, Milan, and Paris. I haven't actually been to Milan yet. I've been to Florence and Venice more for leisure, uh, but I have done a ton of trips for work to uh, London, Paris, and New York for fashion weeks. Uh, there's so many different fashion weeks that happen because I work in both men's and women's. Uh, you have Women's Fashion Week, which takes place in February and September, and then Men's, which takes place in January and in June. Um, and for Fashion Weeks, there's so many different types of roles that people can take when they're going to these cities. Right now, I guess the biggest thing is bloggers, travel bloggers, fashion bloggers, they're going to Fashion Weeks, being a part of that entity. But you also have media, you have press, you have stylists, you have buyers. Uh, you know, people of all walks on the business side of the fashion world that go to these fashion weeks. Uh, for myself, I go as a stylist. I go for clients like magazines, um, celebrity clients, and to see upcoming trends, see what's coming up. I also go to source clothes that I can ship into Vancouver for some of the musicians that I work with. And it's to kind of, you know, get yourself six months ahead so that you're ready for the next season. Um, and it's the same deal for men's. Men's is always a little easier because it's a smaller market. Women's is definitely more overwhelming and takes up about you know five weeks of your life when you're traveling for all of Fashion Month. And then with some of the other cities like Toronto and San Francisco and LA, I've traveled with my company, Capital G Creatives, to host uh, pop-up shops for clients, host events. We've done photo shoots abroad. We've also gone, um, this last trip I just went on to LA was to manage a client who is rebuilding her brand um, and she's putting herself out there as an entrepreneur, launching a bunch of businesses. So I was there to kind of oversee everything, manage all the productions, make sure photo shoots were happening, things that she needed were getting done. So it's, it's a lot of different moving parts going to these different cities. But the nice thing is, is that uh, because my career as a whole is so versatile it allows me to dif experience different uh, realms of income streams I guess you could say and and jobs that allow me to go to these different cities well it's yeah, definitely phenomenal all these different places yeah, you've had the opportunity to visit uh, you know the, the, the fashion capitals of the world uh, so since you are a stylist gazelle um, we'd love to hear some fashion tips from you personally uh, let's start with the men and then we'll go to the women uh, so I know I know I know I need to definitely uh, be more stylish my wife tells me this all the time Ricky you know your your call is unbuttoned or you need to say put some gel on and I, I'm uh, very much a free-flowing, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. You know, if I feel like in the morning, I will. If I don't, I don't. So, but uh, we'd love some tips uh, from you as a stylist uh, for men. Firstly, uh, what would you say in terms of colors or in terms of patterns or what's hot right now? Well, with men, I think the biggest advice I can give that's not even about trends is to know your measurements. I think that's the most important thing. Um, knowing your measurements, fit is everything for men. You have, you know shirts button-up shirts pants and suits that's all you have to wear so um and jeans you know and a lot of the time especially in vancouver you'll see it guys are walking down the street their jeans don't fit properly they're wearing oversized shirts um, you know they're wearing a suit but the suit is baggy on them 
just knowing your measurements alone is so important because fit is everything, whether you are male or female. Knowing your size is the most important thing. Uh, I actually personally believe in having a capsule wardrobe. So having a wardrobe of staples, uh, you know, key things like you need a proper button, button up white shirt. You need a good pair of denim jeans. You need a good coat. You need, um, for men, you need to have a solid suit. For women, you can have a solid suit or you can have a little black dress. But having those key staples and having that capsule wardrobe allows you to have you know, a versatile enough wardrobe that you can mix and match everything that you have, but then you're also not being wasteful and, you know, causing harm to the environment because, you know, on average, every year, the average North American throws out 64 pounds of clothes. And so for myself as a stylist, I try to encourage people to be more conscious of what they're buying, where they're buying from, and how much they're buying because, honestly, less is really more when it comes to fashion. And if you know your fit, color, anyone can pull off any color. It's just you got to find the right shades. You know, you got to look at your skin tone. If you have a darker skin tone, you can, you can wear more saturated shades. You can wear... Um, you know, crazy patterns. I'm all about the dad shirts. I love the Hawaiian dad shirts. If you go on my Instagram, I'm always wearing a Hawaiian dad shirt that I find in a vintage shop. I'm all about that Tommy Bahamas. Um, and I love it because it's comfortable. It's, you know, and I've had these shirts for years now and I wear them every summer, put them away in the fall and bring them back out the following summer. But uh, definitely my biggest advice would be know your fit, develop a capsule wardrobe and if you want to have a little bit of fun you know i would say shop vintage because now all the vintage trends are trendy you know the the 70s 80s and 90s are making a resurrection so it's better to hit up a value village or salvation army and buy those trends secondhand rather than going to a high street mass produced store that is poorly made and you know you're helping the environment and you're you're going to be legit you're wearing something from the 90s you know awesome retro rocks at the moment uh, i definitely love the retro look um uh, i haven't heard the term capsule uh, maybe define what that means for us is that segmentation uh walk us through what that means so capsule is exactly that it's a segment it's it's a curated collection um of something small so um, for most people, I would say a capsule wardrobe can consist of anywhere between 15 to 30 items of clothing. Um, a capsule collection is a small, very well curated, very segmented grouping of clothes. So we've covered the men, and women are a lot more complicated um, in many ways, <laughs> including fashion. Uh, so um, speaking of women's fashion, what would you suggest? Uh, what are the trends? What's hip and happening right now for women? Right now, for women, it is a full resurrection of the 90s um, and, like, early 2000s. Uh, if you, you know, we're, we're looking at caps, like, you know, news, newsboy caps. We're looking at um, Paris Hilton-inspired skimpy little dresses that she used to wear on Simple Life. But that's everywhere right now. Um, but it's also, there's also this innocence that's kind of resurrected in, in women's fashion because, it's become about that nostalgia. When you look at the dresses that the women are wearing, they're all vintage cuts. Um, you know, even with denim, that mom jean look of the 90s is huge for this, um, this season. And a lot of the colors are 
um, you know, oranges and those rustic kind of 70s tones, but in a 90s fit. So for women, it's the same exact thing as men. You know, there's there's all these vintage resurrections. It's just now it's a little bit more toned down, I guess you could say. So, uh, you know, we've covered the men, we've covered the women, and my daughter just joined us for this interview, so we might as well cover the children as well. So what's been happening in children's world right now and in, in kids' fashion? You know what? In kids' fashion, it's, it's a little bit of everything. And what I love the most with kids' fashion is uh, when kids aren't afraid to play, especially if their parents are willing to have fun with their wardrobes. Now they're at an age where, you know, they're, they're not quite caring what people think of them. They just want to look good and feel good and, and wear something that they love. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to wear like head to toe floral everything. I'd have a floral hat, floral dress, matching shoes and bag. And then the next day I'd be dressed like MC Hammer in, in baggy pants and a hat. Um, so my mom always had a lot of fun with me as a kid and she always dressed me up so differently every day and I loved it and I think for kids it's it's less about trends maybe focusing more on sustainable clothing and ethically made clothing is really important in the children's market um, but also just just having fun with them you know they're kids and now is the time to kind of just let go and and dress up and if you want to be a Disney princess for a day be a Disney princess for a day you know and if the next day you want to dress up like a transformer do it <laughs> Funny you mention that because we have a, a daughter and two sons, and our daughter loves Disney princesses, and yeah. our son loves Transformers. And yeah. I love that's one. why he's this watching Transformers. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> Transformers right now. And then our little son's too young to know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, our, Rianne, our daughter actually has a question for you too. She's quite a fashionista. So, what's what's your question for her? What's your favorite fashion? What's my favorite fashion? I really love hats. Uh, I am known for all of the hats that I wear. Um, I always dress really, really simple. I'll wear a t-shirt and jeans, but I always have a different hat on almost every day. Uh, last I counted, I have about 47 hats. <laughs> so that collection is still growing, but I definitely, I love wearing hats, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, hats are definitely the way to go. Uh, so uh, if people had some questions for you, if they want to reach out, maybe get some uh, fashion advice, some travel advice, some business advice, how can they do that, Gazelle? Uh, they can hit me up through Instagram. Uh, my handle is just my name, at Gazelle Elhai. Um, or they can get in touch with me through my company, Capital G Creatives, and uh, I'd be more than happy to throw out a fashion tip or two. <laughs> And, uh, you know, since we cover a lot of travel in the show, you might as well give us some uh, tips uh, for travel fashion because uh, at the end of the day, when you're traveling, you got to pack light, right? You don't yeah. want to be carrying around suitcase, suitcase after suitcase. I've seen airports and, you know, it just uh, shocks me how much stuff people carry. Uh, so if you're traveling light, uh, do you have any kind of closing tips on uh, how you can travel light and still be fashionable? Yeah, um, for the most part, depending on where you're traveling to, having a, a very brief idea of what your itinerary would look like, even if that means just being on the beach or you're going to spend every night partying, um, I, it goes back to that capsule collection. Make sure you pack key staples that will work together. Um, on this last trip to LA, I packed a, a little black dress, a sundress, white shorts, jeans, and three different t-shirts and two of my dad shirts. And I just rotated them all together. 
um, and made it a lot simpler. And, um, you know, if you have a good capsule collection and you have something small that's well curated, you can always mix and match everything you have and you don't have to worry about it going together because you've already pre-planned that a little bit. Some great tips there, Gazella. You know, thanks for your time, and I'm sure we're going to reconnect when I get back to Vancouver. Sounds uh, but, good. Uh, thanks again, and we'll have those links Thank below, you. and we'll catch up with you soon. Dad. See you soon. Bye. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery live here from beautiful Ecuador. If you have any questions for Gazelle, definitely reach out. I'll have the links to our website, uh, social media below, and we'll catch up with you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>